0: Welcome to the Evan Roberts podcast. It is the WrestleMania retrospective. But since we've already done WrestleMania main events and WrestleMania cards, this year for the year 2020, we've got two WrestleMania retrospectives that will focus on one individual in each episode. So today, it's WrestleMania The Undertaker retrospective and joining me right now he is now the official retrospectiver of the evan roberts podcast he is at dhap show on twitter he's dennis holden the host of dennis has a podcast dennis welcome back are you ready
1: are you ready i'm, I'm excited I, I again i've watched way too many matches over
0: the last let's call
1: it 10 days or so but uh i, I have a lot to say
0: Well, you know what's funny? I guess I got a, a cheap start on this. So what we do, if you've never heard one of these retrospectives, is we talk for about a minute or two about each of the matches. In this case, The Undertaker's WrestleMania career. I started this, and I started watching, re-watching old Undertaker matches as soon as we announced we were going to have this podcast, and that was like two months ago. And I'll
1: get a random text every, like, let's say five days or so, where are you at? you watching what's <laughs> going on. And I'm like, bro, you said you're not doing this till you know, February or March, so you got to Be- give me some time.
0: Because as you know, when you have to binge any kind of match, Hell in a Cell matches, Royal Rumble matches, Undertaker matches, Triple H matches, whatever you have to binge, it starts to weigh on your brain. That's why you've got to let it kind of marinate over a longer
1: period of time. The next one that we do, I am—I I was thinking about this in the shower. I'm like, the next one that we do, I am going to build myself a schedule and watch <laughs> maybe like three matches a week. Because rather than, uh, we're, we're taping this uh, on a Sunday night since, let's call it, last Tuesday. So the last five days, I get home from work and I'll uh, watch about seven Undertaker
0: Here's the problem. The, you probably were the kid in school that when you had a book report due on a Wednesday, you did it all on Tuesday night.
1: Listen, Mr. Posha in uh, in middle school, uh, he he will
0: neither confirm nor deny that information. And look, I'm not trying to tell you I was a goody two-shoes in school. I just knew that if you have to to just binge something in a short period of time, you're going to grow to hate it. So I assume that right now, you actually hate The
1: Undertaker. <laughs> I, I was talking to my buddy today, because he knew we were going to record, and uh, I was talking to him, he's like, I, I said, I wanted to do the top five Undertaker reactions to people kicking out of the tombstone, <laughs> and I'm like, I should have done that. So for the next <laughs> one, we have to do something ridiculous like that. So
0: here's what we're going to do. The Undertaker has had 26 Ugh. WrestleMania matches. We will spend, and I, I'll time it, just to see how long it takes about a minute or two on each of these 26 matches when we are done okay each of us will name the undertaker's best wrestlemania match and the undertaker's worst wrestlemania match we'll also be doing this for Shawn michaels in a later podcast so let's get things started wrestlemania 7 march 24th 1991 from the la sports arena the Undertaker defeats Jimmy Superfly Snuka In just under four and a half minutes. Uh, the Superfly was already
1: in the ring. Uh, the Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series 1990. So this is only a couple of months after his debut as a monster heel. P- kids were crying when they saw The Undertaker. But only a couple of months later during this WrestleMania, he's getting cheers. Yes. Both in, in the ring and on the way to the ring. Uh, the kids still seem scared. They show some scared kids. Uh, but already getting uh, some cheers. Listen, they made The Undertaker look like, like a stud. I mean, this is obviously past uh, Snooker's prime, but The Undertaker gets a, a squash victory in his first WrestleMania match.
0: Yeah, we knew Taker was going to win this match. I, I'm going to mention this a lot over the first 8 or 9 or 10 or 12 Undertaker WrestleMania matches. I'll start off by saying they did not mention the streak yet. This was his first WrestleMania victory, so there was no mention of the streak as The Undertaker went 1-0 and by defeating Jimmy Snuka. So
1: we, were, we talked about this in past episodes. At this point, are you watching these WrestleManias live, or are you waiting for the VHS over the
0: summer? This was one of the early ones that I watched live. Okay. I remember The Undertaker's debut. I remember trying to figure out what was going to be in that chicken egg or turkey egg or whatever the <laughs> heck it was. And I thought the Undertaker character was very creative and different, but no way at this point, WrestleMania 7, about five months in, did I think he was going to have a Hall of Fame career.
1: He's giant. He had still had the reddish hair at this point. And I'm trying to remember, I, I, I got to do some research on this next time. I wonder what the pay-per-view price point was for WrestleMania 7, oh no idea. 1995, 24, 95. What do we I think? I would have
0: guessed 30
1: bucks. No, no way. You don't think it's that high? I think it's, it's WrestleMania. either 20 or 25.
0: All right, we may have to do some research on that. All right, a minute 50 on the very first Undertaker match. Let's go to WrestleMania 8 on April fifth, 1992 from the Hoosier Dome. The Undertaker, now as a face, defeats Jake the Snake Roberts.
1: So in the, pre- in the uh, preview of this match going into it, uh, the Undertaker gets his hand caught in a coffin uh, in one of the, the shows leading up to the event. Uh, the Undertaker no-sells multiple DDT, there's a tombstone on the floor, which is still creepy and scary at this point. Listen, Jake was just at the end of his prime. Uh, still gets he got more offense in than I remembered. He got you know got the DDTs and you know obviously took the tombstone. Um, this was for a squash for a six and a half minute squash match, relatively relatively competitive. But you know at this point, the taker is going to get the, well, the victories.
0: You, you'll hear this a lot. You've heard me say this a lot. This is kind of like the foreplay. And what I mean by that is, give me a good build to a WrestleMania match. The match, you want to have it deliver, but it's all about the build. We say that a lot with main events. The build to this match was awesome. Sure. And what I mean by that is, you mentioned Undertaker getting cheers all the way back a year earlier. They knew they had to turn Undertaker face, and they did it. Way back, I think, around SummerSlam when The Undertaker saved Elizabeth and Randy Savage from a chair shot from Jake Roberts. Actually, it was past SummerSlam. It was probably more towards the fall when Jake and Savage were having that feud. And so The Undertaker saves Macho Man and Elizabeth. You're starting to think to yourself, what the hell's going on? And you talked about that scene at Paul Bearer's (laughs) interview show, whatever the heck they called it. The the funeral parlor, there you go. (laughs) When the Undertaker got his hand stuck in the the casket, the best part of that was Jake Roberts says to Undertaker, what I need to know is whose side are you on? And the Undertaker, who very rarely spoke, responds, not (laughs) yours. (laughs) And that was Awesome. That was the best way to turn him face. So the match itself was blah. It was a squash match. It was six and a half minutes, but it was all about the build. And I got to tell you, great build. That's why I think more highly of this Taker Roberts match than maybe the match itself.
1: And Jake is, Jake is so great. At some point, when, we've, when we have an opportunity we gotta go back and watch some of those those Jake matches because you always hear the stories of like when Jake DDT'd Hogan on like you know one of those main events or whatever. Right. they edited it out because people were cheering Jake because
0: that DDT was so dope <laughs> uh, he, he was, was also a great heel sure and I think that's what helped this turn to be so effective I know this was one of Jake's last matches during that run like you mentioned but I think his heelness helped that storyline be as effective as it was
1: and he's one of those few heels that's like you know you, you saw it back in the day but it was irredeemable there was nothing like him. Even smarks like us aren't going to like Jake at that point. He
0: was vicious. Just check out his Tuesday Night in Texas promo on Savage and Elizabeth. Mm. It could not go over in 2020. Oh, my God. All right. We spent three minutes on that one. Let's go to this one. Will be less than three minutes, I promise. WrestleMania Nine, April fourth, nineteen ninety-three, from Caesar's Palace. The Undertaker defeats Giant Gonzalez by a disqualification. They never mention this when they talk about Taker's streak. This victory over the former El Gigante was by D. Freaking Q because he came out with the uh, the towel with the chloroform. The, the chloroform. Right, he tried to murder
1: Undertaker. It's a victory, and it, they, they did put it off like he was trying to get murdered. Like when he shows back up, here are my notes for this: Undertaker with Vulture and a man-drawn carriage came out to the ring. Uh, Jim Ross and Macho was on commentary for that show, and we will talk about Shawn Michaels in a future episode. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez is huge; like they build him at like seven or eight feet tall. Eight feet
0: tall, they say. And
1: I think he was like a legit seven-seven. He was like, big. He makes Undertaker look like a, a tiny
0: human being. How about the bodysuit he's wearing? It's so bizarre. So
1: I don't. I, I, all I remember about Giant Gonzalez was this match, essentially, and you go, you know, you look and you read the history books or whatever, and he was only in the company for about six months, and you wonder if he was only there for that short a period of time, if they're going to put him in this high profile of a match, right. and give him, look, make him look as, essentially as strong as they did, you know, even though it was some chicken-ass kind of nonsense, but still make him look relatively strong against The Undertaker, essentially, you know, uh, beating him up after the match, you wonder what the long-term plan was, well, or something like that. if
0: you remember, so Gigante, I'm sorry, Giant Gonzalez, because he was El Gigante and WCW he debuted at the Royal Rumble okay so that's how he messed with the Undertaker they have the DQ match at Mania and then their blow-off match was at SummerSlam so they dragged it out for you know nine months whatever it was and Undertaker did defeat him at SummerSlam so I guess their long-term plan was we want this to be a longer feud they could have had Giant Gonzalez beat Undertaker. Now, that would have changed wrestling history in a major way, but if they were going to continue their feud to SummerSlam like they did, instead of a DQ finish, they could have had Gonzalez beat him. Glad they didn't, though. Uh, that History would be written in a much different way. No question. All right, 1 minute 57 seconds on that one. Oh, that's way too long. <laughs> I know, for a <laughs> Taker-Gonzalez match. <laughs> Uh, Undertaker did not fight at WrestleMania 10. Remember, he was killed at the Royal Rumble a few months earlier. So Taker was not at WrestleMania 10. So we jump to WrestleMania 11, an event I was actually at, at the Hartford Civic Center. He defeats King Kong Bundy in just six minutes and 36 seconds. Uh,
1: I think my biggest takeaway, one, Bundy was part of the million-dollar stable at that point. Yep. Uh, But the finish to this match. Yes.
0: Thank you for mentioning this right out of the gate.
1: Clothesline. no no it was the jump jumping c-
0: the jumping clothes line yeah yeah that patented undertaker kind of jumping move I, will, I don't even know if they ever named it but but the jumping clothesline the jumping clothesline
1: and right. you know you think of you watch enough undertaker matches let's say you watch 26 over the course of five days uh you watch enough of these matches and you you see the no matter who it is they when they set up for the uh for the pile driver they 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 cinch the waist and they do it as safely as possible it's a dangerous move no matter who you are when you're king kong bundy and i don't know I don't know what he, what he was billed at or know what he was, but as someone who's over three hundred pounds, uh, I would not want to take uh, a, <laughs> a, uh, a tombstone uh, being all greased up. and dangerous. So, so uh, I, I hadn't thought about this match in a very long time. I'm watching. I'm watching, and The is out there, and the the, the you know, million dollar corporation music, and all that kind of stuff. And you see the, the flying clothesline. Usually leads to other stuff. Flying clothesline pin. One, and two, and three, and yeah, you know, back in the day, you get a lot of small packages and roll-ups and, you know, wins off transitional moves, but the Undertaker at WrestleMania with a a clothesline victory was uh, not exactly the strongest victory I remember. He
0: tried to tombstone him. It turned into like a body slam, and so I think that was the moment where they, I'm just guessing here, I'm spitballing on this one, they had to change the ending because he could not get him up for a tombstone. He yeah. tried. I mean, there's a move. If You go back and watch this match where it looks like he's trying to tombstone him, and he ends up just doing a power slam. And I think that was his attempt, and then it was, screw it. This ain't happening. Let's just end it with whatever. How else are you going to end the match?
1: I, I want to just digress. This is going to be a little bit of a digression. Go ahead. But with um, the, the crown jewel pay-per-view, if you're Bray Wyatt— and Goldberg gets you up for a jackhammer, and it was as, as weak as it was. I'm kicking out of that. Yes. Like, I'm making you do it correctly. I agree. So it's, really, <laughs> so it's one of those things where it's like, the Undertaker's like, you know what? I'll, I'll win with a clothesline, but you're making me look like a jerk here. Yeah. Like Yeah. You, you got made him look weak. weak.
0: It really did. I agree with you on that one. All right, two minutes and 25 seconds. This is going to be a two-hour podcast the more I think No, about no it. way, no way, no way. By the way, he's now 4-0 at WrestleMania. There so far have been no mentions, because I was paying attention to this and re-watching that he's undefeated. You know, There's just no mention of the fact, hey, this guy's 4-0. Let's jump to WrestleMania 12. March 31st, 1996, Arrowhead Pond, Anaheim, California, most known for Bret Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match. This was the other premier match of the night. The Undertaker defeats Diesel, and they gave them 16 minutes and 40 seconds uh, 46 seconds to do it.
1: I was never a Diesel guy. i, ju- I just never been. But doing these retrospectives and watching these matches... You realize he's eyes, good,
0: don't you? He's
1: unbelievable. He's good in WWF. This 95-96 Diesel run, this is a great match. You get two jackknife power bombs, or yep. just jackknifes. There's no power bomb attached to it. He looks great. The matches, for what it was with two horses, was phenomenal. I, I enjoyed every last second of this,
0: yeah I, you start to realize this because we've watched a few diesel matches now kevin nash and wwf we'll call it wwf because it was wwf at the time actually had some pretty good matches you know brett had some good matches with him sean had the wrestlemania match which we'll get to and this one was a good match so far to this point best undertaker match at a wrestlemania so give nash credit give taker credit i agree i think diesel using the two jackknife power bombs and taker coming back was cool it had a big match feel It was a match that if they wanted to, instead of going Brett Shawn, they could have made this the title match. I mean, these are two big time stars. You know, think about how big Diesel was for over a year and a half. Guy was champion for a very long time, almost a year. Undertaker's Undertaker, but we're still at the point where they're keeping the belt off Taker. But this could have been the main event.
1: And watching this, and then we'll get to the Shawn matches when I remember WrestleMania 10, but I'm trying to remember the point where Nash and Hall are like, you know what? because this is last, this is Nash's last WrestleMania as Diesel.
0: Yeah. So I'd heard the rumors at this point he was leaving. So, as a kid. Oh, okay. So I don't remember I did. That. Yeah. Okay. That's why I knew Taker was going to win. Okay.
1: Because part of me is wondering, like, you know, you book me super strong. We talk about Goldberg and WCW. When you book someone that strong, when you try to do anything else with them, they're like, oh, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not the guy anymore. Yeah. So I wonder if Nash, It's part of it's money, part of it's the guarantee. and all, you know, you know, If you're a wrestling fan, you know the story. But as, as in, with my 35-year-old eyes, I'm like, I wonder if he's kind of uh, pissed off right now and <laughs> wants,
0: wants a little bit more juice. This was Heel Diesel. Because Diesel had turned heel basically right after Bret beat him in that small package victory at Survivor Series. Let's go to the first time we saw The Undertaker main event of WrestleMania. And I had mentioned they had kept the belt away from him for a while. Well, not any longer. It's the main event of WrestleMania 13, March 23rd, 1997 from Rosemont Horizon. The Undertaker defeats Psycho Sid. In his longest match to date at WrestleMania, 21 minutes and 19 seconds to become the brand spanking new WWF champion. His first title since the brief title he had... Uh, when he beat Hogan back in 1991 so a six year time difference here Taker beats Sid main event of Wrestlemania they
1: make it a big deal but I think it's maybe like the third or fourth thing coming out of this match the, or, or this, this Wrestlemania one is Bret Hart which is crazy Bret Hart you know he had the incredible match with Austin comes out at the beginning of this match cuts a promo Sid's like you know what boom tower bomb that's <laughs> yes. not gonna be a thing anymore uh, Sid Tombstone's Taker then Bret comes out and hits Sid with a chair then Taker hits a chokeslam Bret comes out again, Tombstone pin. I didn't love how much Brett involved was involved in this match. Yeah. Way too much involved. Way
0: too much. Because what they did is they made Bret Hart the star of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Undertaker beating Sid to win the WWF Championship. Undertaker is clearly a face and at a time in which you're starting to blur the lines of who's a face and who's a heel. Undertaker's clearly a face. Have him beat Sid cleanly. Instead, Bret Hart cost Sid the match twice. So... Looking back on it, I don't remember what I thought at the time. I just don't remember. I, I know I watched WrestleMania 13, but I'm not sure what I was thinking. But looking back on it, they did too much Bret Hart. But let me give Sid credit. This became more common in the years to follow. But Sid used the tombstone On Undertaker in this match Where we see that a lot more recently And a few years later we'd see it more But a guy stealing the finishing boot of another I thought this match was actually Surprisingly good Considering it's Sid and The Undertaker I
1: I think that's going to be a recurring theme During this time period You just think of all these big guys And you think of Sid a couple years later Breaking his leg doing a top rope move And you you think of uh, Kevin Nash being too cool for school But yeah, these matches are incredible And part of it is The Undertaker Can carry almost anybody to a good match during this time period but the other part of it is the, these guys are meeting the challenge and I, I, I completely agree with you sid was great during this point and my favorite wrestlemania fact which i'll use again at this point sid was a wrestler in two wrestlemanias wrestlemania
0: 8 and wrestlemania 13 yep, yep. and he main evented both of it's them. incredible i mean I, it's it's a weird factoid but it's an incredible factoid and the undertaker as big of a wrestlemania star as he is these main events are rare Okay, we don't see a lot of Undertaker main eventing WrestleManias. This was the first one he had, and the next one he would have would come almost eleven years later. Let us jump to WrestleMania fourteen. You want to talk about builds? They gave this one almost a year long build. It was March twenty. 20- but by the way, let me let me stop myself. It's very important that I say this. When the Undertaker was fighting Sid, I want to go back to thirteen during the intro to the match. Jim Ross said about the Undertaker. He's never lost at WrestleMania. I just want to point that out. So now he's starting to hint at the streak. This made him 6-0. But opening of the match, Jim Ross does mention Undertaker has never lost at WrestleMania. Anyhow, what was I saying? March 29th, 1998, from the Fleet Center. The Undertaker defeats Kane in 17 minutes, 5 seconds. Brother versus brother. Uh, what would you think of this one? I- <laughs> It's
1: so, weird. so if, I, we, we constantly put ourselves in the, in the writer's room, we, uh, booking and rebooking and all this kind of stuff. You have this near year-long feud with the Undertaker's brother coming from, you know, uh, the burned uh, funeral parlor as a kid, and the, under, uh, the Kane's music hits, and he's coming out with Paul Bearer, and Paul Bearer's already turned on the Undertaker and the whole thing, but who's in the ring when Kane's coming down to the ring? Who's, who's in the ring?
0: Pete freaking Rose. Oh, that's right. He did the bump on Pete Rose, gave him the tombstone.
1: But Pete Rose is doing just shtick, hey, Boston, yada, yada, go Buckner. <laughs> couldn't reach over to pick up the So tickets. Kane comes down as a and face, basically. Essentially. That's a fair
0: point. Which is ridiculous. So that's I'm like, great, that, that's a great insane. point. Uh, Why are, did they do that? I mean, we know about the Kane Pete Rose thing, but you're right. Uh, what Dennis is saying is that Pete Rose was in the ring cutting an anti Boston promo. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Billy Buckner could pick up the dic- uh, tickets. My good friend Bucky Den says hi. Like everything you could think of, because remember this is Fleet Center in Boston, and you're right. Kane's music comes out, and he's the one to come to the defense of Boston. It is a little odd it's <laughs> they weird. chose him, who's a, a big time heel, to be the guy to, to beat up Pete Rose.
1: And he didn't protect Pete Rose on that tombstone either. He <laughs> went you know ham on that. Uh, Kane uh, the what the Undertaker spot over the top ropes onto the. Analysis? table you know he's went over the top rope uh, before but that was an insane spot that i'll never forget three tombstones uh kane essentially kicks out of the third tombstone make like, kane uh, look strong make kane look strong and, yep. he, and he beats him up after the match but the third tombstone finally got him. but even then kane kicked out at three to end
0: that match do they what's interesting looking back at this is that they tried to make kane look very strong mm-hmm. they clearly wanted undertaker to win but they wanted Kane to look strong. Do you think at this time, he's 6-0 and coming into this match, that the writers said, we can't have him lose? I, because you want to make him look strong, have Kane beat him. So
1: you said at the last pay-per-view they mentioned... Uh Undertaker being undefeated at WrestleMania. So i uh, watching these matches uh, on the WWE Network uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going through these WrestleManias and I'm watching some other matches that I really love. So I was watching WrestleMania 22 with Edge versus Foley in the hardcore match and they mentioned Edge was undefeated at WrestleMania and they didn't really play that. I don't know what he did, at, what Edge did at WrestleMania 23, but I don't remember that really being a storyline. Money line. in the bank
0: if I'm not mistaken. So then
1: he wins that and. It's
0: different though because at that point the Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak. Is such a thing, right? You know what I mean. So I think what they're saying at twenty two and twenty three is different. I'm thinking here. Look, they started this feud. I'd say in June or July because Paul Barra brought up. I'm bringing. I forget what he alluded to, but he alluded to the idea of somebody's coming, right? And then eventually, Kane makes his debut at Bad Blood. That's Vince McMahon's final broadcast as a regular announcer. They tease Undertaker and Kane being a union, remember that. Mm -hmm. And then Kane screws him at Royal Rumble for the title. So they built this thing up for a very long time. And clearly, they didn't want Kane to be a one off because if they wanted him to be a one off, Undertaker destroys him and that's it. Instead, They had rematches. Kane won the freaking WWF championship a few months later. Mm -hmm. And Kane is still technically around. It's amazing that that character lasted as long as it did. But I actually think they thought of the undefeated streak in saying we want Kane to be strong, but we don't want Taker losing here.
1: And I think taking a look at The Undertaker's next couple of WrestleMania matches... You know
0: what? I think that built some credence into uh, keeping the streak alive. All right. Three minutes and 51 seconds. We spend our most time on Undertaker Kane. That's a big one, though. No, it's a big moment. I agree with you. Let's jump to WrestleMania 15. It's March 28th, 1999 from the First Union Center It's a Hell in a Cell match, so we've actually covered this match in our Hell in a Cell retrospective, which you could check out in the archives, if you will. The Undertaker defeats the big boss man in 9 minutes and 48 seconds, but I think we all remember this match for what happened after the match. I have no notes.
1: This is a disaster. <laughs> this is a mess. We've talked about the it before. The match or what happened after? Oh My goodness. You know, when there was uh, this and there was another big boss man match in uh, our two uh, retrospectives that we're doing uh, this week. Um, yeah, no. Just no. Just no. Just trying to get a sense of... Why this happened, and like this is a weird time in uh, in the Undertaker with the, you know, the the corporation and the ministry, and it was just a weird, weird time. Well,
0: they're setting up Undertaker, Vince McMahon. <sighs> Remember, this is the moment where Vince is being, or Stephanie is being stalked by Vince, or by Undertaker, and Undertaker is becoming a really dark character here. I mean, clearly that's where they're going with him. He's not just a heel, which he rarely has been during these WrestleMania matches. In fact, the only other time he was a heel was his first one at WrestleMania 7. He's a dark, dark character. He ends up putting up Steve Austin on um, a cross. A symbol. A symbol. symbol. Yeah, (laughs) across a symbol. And then you got this because the end of the match is when the brood comes from the top of the arena to hang the big boss man, which is this insane image. Like, big boss man who's not exactly skinny. His fat face is being held up as this rope is around his neck. It's a really sick image. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not good. No. Sometimes uncomfortable can be good. This
1: one's just kind of effed up. I got to be honest with you. It, we see it more with uh, some of those early Shawn Michaels matches, um, and we'll talk about that uh, sooner rather than later. But, yeah, there is some uncomfortability with uh, some of these matches. And certainly this is one that, uh, thankfully, I did not have to rewatch because we've already talked about it in the past.
0: Very good. All right, let's get to the next one. This is, this is a great one. This was when The Undertaker went 9-0. and April 1st, 2001, WrestleMania 17 at Reliant Stadium. The Undertaker is the biker, and he defeats Triple H in 18 minutes and 19 seconds. Uh, Motorhead played out Triple H. Keep
1: rolling by the biker taker. Forgot about that. Uh, Heyman and JR were incredible during this match. You forget how good Heyman was. Uh, Chokeslam off the scaffolding, which was interesting. Didn't love that. Uh, Tombstone while Mike Kyoto, the referee, was still out. Uh, the sledgehammer uh, from Triple H with the last ride. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, That was awesome. <sighs> as with all of these retrospectives, Evan, and you know, as much as I love you, and you know I love you, but the one thing I hate about doing all these retrospectives is what? I have uh, begrudging respect for the man of many ages.
0: Oh, you have to actually say positive things about Triple H? This was great. This is really, really It was a good. great match.
1: It's really, really great. And the sledgehammer becomes a signature weapon there. I didn't love the Choseland spot there in the crowd, and uh, that was fine. But other than that, this was really top-notch stuff.
0: The... The best move of the night is Undertaker, like you mentioned, is going for a last ride, which is kind of one of his new finishing moves now that he's Biker Taker. And Triple H uses the sledgehammer on Taker's head as he's doing it. It was awesome. Taker actually ended up winning the match with the last ride. This was a weird Undertaker because he had come back a little bit less than a year earlier. It actually cost The Rock the title when he came back, mm-hmm. I think, for DQ in an Iron Man match. And it was weird seeing The Undertaker as this character, Biker Taker, but he put together a good run as this character. This was his first WrestleMania in this character, and this was just a hell of a match. It was 18 minutes and 19 seconds. I remember watching it not really knowing the result because I wasn't thinking about the streak very much. I think the WWE writers were. He's now 9-0, and which is a serious, serious run here. But uh, I think this made Triple H look good, obviously made The Undertaker look good. Hell of a match.
1: And a big part of one of the best WrestleManias ever.
0: Yeah, I think this is part of the reason why it's one of the great WrestleManias ever. Because most people don't like the conclusion of Austin Rock, you know, with Austin turning heel. So I think a part of why we love this WrestleMania is kind of a match like this. Absolutely. But then and then
1: rewatching again. So I watched this match on the network and then I'm like, oh, what else is going on at this WrestleMania? So I rewatched that main event with Rock and Austin and oh God's so good. It was good. So good. It was good. Uh, the
0: only problem was, you know, Vince. Austin uh, joining Vince in Houston just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, the crowd didn't get it. Whatever. Let's move on to WrestleMania 18, March seventeenth, two 2002, from Skydome. This was a cool WrestleMania because we got a lot of legends here. We had Hulk Hogan fighting. We had Chris Jericho fighting. That's one for you. Maybe. And we had this one. The Undertaker defeats Ric Flair in a no-DQ match in 18 minutes and 47 seconds.
1: So Ric Flair was the face here. Uh, Undertaker was Big Red, Big Evil. Uh,
0: version He's still of Arn- kind of biker taker, but though, but, right?
1: but that's the, the big the big red you right. uh, know version of the biker taker. Uh, my favorite part of this match was the Arn Anderson spine buster just <laughs> so great. I love Arn Anderson so much. This was entertaining as hell. Like this is under uh, this is Ric Flair in that like end of WCW, beginning of his WWF run. He still looked like Ric Flair. At some point around Evolution, those couple of years, Ric Flair got old, and not to say he was young here, but he was still Ric Flair in his mid forties who could still go. This is great, and you could tell with The Undertaker, he, you tell he respects the hell out of Ric Flair.
0: Oh, yeah. This was, I, I. it's a great point that you bring up that somewhere during his WWE run, Ric Flair went from old guy to really old guy. Quickly. He's old here, but he still looks Spy. not, not yeah. too old, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, it was a very bloody match. Undertaker again is a heel at this point. And most of the time, Undertaker's a face. You go back to the one a year earlier against Triple H, his biker taker, he was back to being a face. He's a, a heel. He's about to win the Undisputed Championship a couple of months later. And remember, he did a lot of bad things to force Flair into this match. He attacked David Flair. He was attacking Arn Anderson. He was doing everything because he really wanted Ric Flair in this match. And the one thing that jumps out at me at the end is after Undertaker wins, he uses his hand signals to say 10. And oh. oh, he does the the, the double, uh, double fives, right? Yes, he does the two-handed five and oh, to kind of tell everybody, I'm 10 and oh. So we are now fully into the streak. We can debate when we think the streak really started, but at this point, everybody knows takers mentioning it, announcers are mentioning it. It's a big freaking deal. This was a very good match. Nothing to add. All right, let's go to the next one. This, this is a weird one. Nothing to add. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 19, March 30th, 2003, at Safeco Field. It turns into a handicap match. The Undertaker defeats The Big Show and A Train in 9 minutes and 42 seconds. Nathan Jones was originally scheduled to be the Undertaker's tag team partner.
1: So, this 02 03 run for The Undertaker, he becomes like a mentor in a lot of ways. I think, you know, if you're a big wrestling fan, you remember John Cena yep. uh, competing very well on Smith. Back down and he goes, sees a taker in the back. Uh, I'm not sure if he's, I guess he had a, a face if he's showing respect he to He is Cena. a face, yes. Uh, so he
0: shakes his hand, the whole thing. So he had a little bit of the the, the mentor Actually, character at this point. Actually, I, I gotta say, I. I don't know if when he did that with Cena, he was a face. He might have been a fe- turning yeah. into a face. I agree. He's yes. clearly a face in this match.
1: In this match, absolutely. Yeah. So we see this about a year earlier with Nathan Jones, where he's like his mentor the whole thing. And Undertaker has very historically been a big fan of MMA, MMA a big fan of boxing. So he must have taken a shine to Nathan Jones and whatever. Maybe they thought he because you know, I remember they they announced him out of the match day of essentially. Uh, so they must have thought that he couldn't go. Um, this is fine. I was uncomfortable with how hairy uh, the A-train was, <laughs> uh, but it, it it is what it was. Not, uh, not a lot to say there. It,
0: the only good thing is that when you watch Biker Taker on the WWE Network, you always get one theme song, which is Dead Man Walking. That's the third one. There's three versions. That's the only one they play. That's not true. Where else do they play yeah, another song? They play keep keep rolling. Well, hold uh, on a 2nd I'm about for to X was- seven, please. O- okay, hold on a second. At this one at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 19, Limp Bizkit performed "Rolling Rolling" live, mm-hmm. and they called it you know WWE's favorite band. The whole thing. That's why they were able to play the song. Otherwise, they cut out the Rolling song. Do they play American Badass? Um, I don't think so, dude. If you go back and watch the network, I always hear. Boom. Dead Man Walk. Well, it, dead dead, dead, dead,
1: dead. it always bothers me where you watch Jericho and WCW and they play Break the Walls Down. It's like, just buy the song. I do, it kills me. Get it from ESPN. No, but there's three versions. There's the uh, Keep Rolling, which I think was the first one. Then there was the American Badass. And then there was the generic, like, I'm we're not going to keep you. paying Kid Rock anymore. Dude, if you go to the network, correct I, me I, if I, I'm wrong. I, I I think I am. Other I think than I'm 19,
0: playing. because Limp Bizkit was performing, so no, they couldn't black that out.
1: In my notes in X7, it's uh, Keep Rolling.
0: I got to go back and watch in my thing, notes. It's okay. in my notes. I believe you. I don't know why those okay. in my notes on Smackdowns and Raws. It's always, <clears throat> dead man walk. And you know, probably it's probably Da-da. a pay per view thing. I wonder if it is. Oh, maybe. That that's the one issue I have with the network. Can you play with How about Hogan? They don't play Jimi Hendrix. Well, but it's pri- I remember the,
1: I remember the, the the beginnings of the uh, IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, being in like the late nineties. I'm like, oh, it cost two hundred and fifty thousand, whatever the number was, okay. to buy it. But we, it's gonna, the way it happened. Don't change the way things happen. Well, it's like the Wonder Years. Like, isn't is, that a thing with the Wonder Years that they can't the DVD is not the same because they can't use any of the well, music? I,
0: when I was binging Dawson's Creek, Creek, I knew which that was coming. Oh, I have now I mean, there'll be a Dawson's Creek podcast coming up. When I was binging Dawson's mm-hmm. Creek, they don't play their theme song. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait that I live to be over. They have another song that they used in the European. I was thinking because I've been
1: wanting to weasel my way into a podcast with you and Sylvia. Are you watching? I was talking with some friends about it. you a three way podcast with me and my wife? About what the, the the love thing on Netflix? It's like a, oh. the, the 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 engagement pod thing where you... do not the like, circle. There's a circle. I want to watch the circle too. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. <laughs> no, but I don't know So, no idea so what you're it's thinking. married at first sight or something like that. Or blind. I Lo- that yet. Love is blind. The show's called Love is Blind. Okay. And there's like 12 people, and you, you you you're dating. To be all you can do is hear them. You can't see them. And then after like a week, you have to decide whether. Or not I, you I gotta you cut get you engage. off.
0: We have gotten completely off track. I, I, here. I'll, I'll talk to <laughs> Sylvia. I want in on this. Okay, fine. <laughs> what are we up to now? Oh yeah, let's go to WrestleMania 20. The Undertaker is back at WrestleMania 20 from Madison Square Garden. Are you there? He, re- I was not there. He returns as supernatural Taker. He defeats Kane in a WrestleMania 15 rematch. WrestleMania 14 rematch in just seven minutes and forty-seven seconds. This is the the shortest Undertaker match since the King Kong Bundy match.
1: Kane and Undertaker's facials are so great. Kane's like, no, no, no he's not, no, you're not, you're, you're not, no, you're not there. You're not He hmm. starts poking him, the whole thing. Uh, this was longer than it needed to be. I don't know why he needed to protect Kane in
0: 2004. It was uh, seven and a half minutes. It was longer than it Would needed to, it to be. Would you want it to be two minutes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. just
1: squash him. You're, bring, you're bringing back the Undertaker, you're bringing back the dead man character, kind of a hybrid where he's like, you know, a dead man with like leather chaps and the whole thing. But <laughs> if you're bringing back the character, He didn't it. This didn't need to be a seven minute match.
0: Uh, I I guess. I mean, this was all about the buildup. Remember Vince McMahon buried Undertaker alive. Kane helped out. I think you knew when Taker was buried alive that he was going to come back as the old Undertaker. I think was the perfect time to bring him back. Crowd was really into it. They did a ton of supernatural things in his return. Um, and Jim Ross mentions, remember, he's never lost at Mania. He's eleven and zero. So,
1: and the crowd was into the return. And the crowd was into the entrance, but the match was. Oh, not the, the match. The yeah. match was dead. They were just seeing Taker again.
0: It, absolutely. How about been. how about Paul Barrett? He looked awful.
1: Well, this is after because he gets the 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 bypass surgery. In like the next year or two. But I think one of the reasons he came back is the you know, the whole thing.
0: Yeah, he looked he looked like he was in terrible shape. And the other thing was Undertaker's hair was too short. So it kind of felt like we were looking at Biker Taker, except Biker Taker was dressed up as supernatural. I, it was cosplay, absolutely absolutely. I completely agree with it. It took a few more years before Undertaker would be Undertaker again. <laughs> uh let's jump to WrestleMania twenty one, April third, two thousand five from the Staples Center. The Undertaker defeats the legend killer Randy Orton in fourteen minutes and fourteen seconds. Early Randy Orton is so good. Early Randy Orton is so good. He get, he wins the belt in
1: the summer of 04, uh, loses the belt immediately, turns heel uh, again. He was heel earlier. Um, and he's doing this legend killer thing. And this was like a 14-minute match. Part of a... I, I love WrestleMania 21 because it's the... Even though the matches weren't great, it was the evolution. Uh, evolution the uh, new era ev- began. El- evolution. 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 Elevation. 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 That, there we yes, go. Yes. Of uh, Cena and Batista, but those matches weren't great. But the matches ahead of it with HBK and Angle, which we'll talk about later. But uh, Taker and Orton. You, again, you could tell Orton. Uh, you could tell Taker respected Orton. He gave him a lot of offense. There was the 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 DDT or the uh, RKO out of a chokeslam reversal.
0: It's a fun match. It's a great match. It and was. It made, it made Orton. It really did. It's, it's the most important thing from this is the last thing you said, and that's it made Randy Orton. When Randy Orton won the world title against Ben Watts SummerSlam, it was way too early, and clearly WWE just wanted Brock Lesnar written his name written off WWE <laughs> history, so they wanted a new youngest champion. They give Orton the title. Obviously, Triple H turns on him. And then they immediately give the title back to Triple H because I think they realized that Randy Orton as a face wasn't going to work. And it took a while. It took a few months before they realized we've got to turn him back into a heel. And this was the best way to get him back as that cocky, young, douchebag and heel. And that's to go after Taker. So at this point, they, they are fully aware of the streak. Randy Orton is not breaking the streak. But I think Randy Orton competing with Undertaker... At WrestleMania, as a heel, was enough to get Orton shine back. And this is when Randy Orton was a, able to, I think, resurrect his career. Because when he dropped that title back to Triple H, and he's with Stacy Keebler a few months later, his career could have gone down the toilet. Very I think easily. this was huge
1: for him. And is this going into summer, SummerSlam 05? No, SummerSlam 05 was Hogan
0: and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels so. A year later, he would get Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. Got it. But okay. the Legend Killer Act is certainly going on, sure. that's for sure. Uh, let's go to... WrestleMania 22, April 2nd, 2006, from the Allstate Arena. We've got ourselves a casket match here, folks. First time we've got a casket match at a WrestleMania. Uh, Undertaker defeats Mark Henry in 9 minutes and 28 seconds. It's...
1: For 9 minutes and 26 seconds, it's entertaining. It's not great. It's not, you know, uh, rewriting the the history books in any capacity. (laughs) But I enjoyed it more than I was anticipating. Uh, I was also anticipating Hall of Pain, Mark Henry. But this is like a weird, like, it's not sexual chocolate and it's not quite Hall of Pain. It's like a weird era of of Mark Henry. Um, The tombstone was uh, an ugly-looking tombstone. Dumps him into the casket. Well, it goes
0: back to what we were talking about earlier with King Kong Bundy and a big man. He couldn't tombstone King Kong Bundy. I wasn't sure he was gonna be able to tombstone Mark Henry because he tried a last ride and it was a disaster. Not good, no. It didn't go well, but he got the tombstone. I mean, you you wanna say it was a little shaky? Hey, bottom line is he pulled it off. And that's when he rolled him into the casket, like you mentioned at the it, end.
1: This is a, a solid WrestleMania, and this is a transition from all right, the streak is a streak, and now as we move forward. Undertaker really hits his
0: stride over these next couple of years. This is now about who's getting the Undertaker match. We've now moved into that territory. Who's going to get the Undertaker? And so now it becomes a really special spot on your WrestleMania card. I want to point this out because we've been talking about the streak and when it started to matter. Before the match, Undertaker is 13-0. He goes 14-0 after the victory. His 13-0 streak was compared to Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak, the Miami Dolphins' perfect season and the Boston Celtics' title run. So they are really putting over the Undertaker's thirteen and zero right. And that's got to be Brian Gewirtz, who because like Vince does historically
1: <laughs> knows nothing about sports. So I'm curious who's like making those sports comparisons. That's a very good point. It's
0: like Pete Sampras winning Wimbledon all the time. <laughs> All right, let's go to WrestleMania 23. Oh, this is so good. April 1st, 2007 from Ford Field. We are now in stadiums. We're in the era of stadiums. The Undertaker defeats Batista. Undertaker had won the Royal Rumble, goes on, picks Batista, defeats him to become the brand new world heavyweight champion. But it is not the main event. It's in the middle of the card. It took 15 minutes and 51 seconds.
1: And this is we're getting to these next two years we've talked about before on these retrospectives this is so good and this is one of those where i'm like you know what am i going to watch this am i not going to watch this because i've watched this before uh we've talked about this before but i, I wanted to watch it again because i it, it's really good and batista two years ago gets becomes a main man he wins the world title against triple h in the main event of wrestlemania 21 two years later batista is showing you know some some heel like tendencies at this point it's getting a little cocky uh but these are just two guys beating the crap out of each other and it, it's it's great. It, it, it's it's one of those 15-minute matches that if you have 20 minutes to kill, it's going to be well worth your
0: I time. I got to tell you, it should have been the main event. I thought that at the time. I think that all these years later. And
1: that's interesting.
0: We'll, we'll talk about John Cena, Shawn Michaels when we do our Shawn Michaels retrospective. This was a shorter match, but it was... High octane. And remember, Undertaker won the Royal Rumble. Undertaker defeated, if I'm not mistaken, if memory serves correct, I think he last eliminated Shawn Michaels to win the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. And so Shawn Michaels not only gets his title shot, but he's in the main event. And the Undertaker's in the middle of the card. This should have been the main event. I I felt like this was the bigger match. This was Undertaker winning the Royal Rumble, challenging Batista for the World Heavyweight title. It was a fine match. It was a good match. But I thought this All these years ago, and I think it today, should have been the main event.
1: I'm going to disagree with you because I think the Cena match was better. It was longer. It didn't need to be half an hour. But I think the biggest thing that makes the point in your favor, retention versus a title change. And if you're going to end WrestleMania title change why right. I not
0: yeah there you go well if you want a title change with undertaker winning it you get it the next year wrestlemania 24 march 30th 2008 from citrus bowl the undertaker defeats edge 24 minutes and three seconds he becomes the new world heavyweight champion this is now the longest undertaker match in wrestlemania history what'd you think
1: I thought it was great. Uh so one of the things that I'm doing in the world right now, I'm collecting all these wrestling action figures and I'm in this Facebook group with Kurt Hawkins and I'm watching this match and you know Hawkins and Ryder run down and they run interference and uh Zack Ryder gets choke slammed off the apron onto Kurt Hawkins and I'm like Hawkins Ryder uh like who who gets decided who gets uh, who's going to get choke slammed into who and he's like oh we actually I think we we came up with that spot and I'm like all right nice. no that's very cool. I'm an Edge Mark. I, I love Edge. Uh, I, he's one of my favorite, if not well, he's not my favorite. Definitely top five, probably top three of all time. Undertaker wins with the Hell's Gate, which was kind of crazy. He wins with submission. Uh, this is around the time where WrestleManias were starting to end on submission. 23. Third straight year,
0: which is fourth straight year actually. Twenty twenty one. No, twenty one was a pin. Oh, you're right. You're right. Twenty twenty two, twenty three. And, and now 24, so and 4 to 5. 4
1: to 5, right. 4 to 5. Um, the outdoors was really cool. The fireworks were really cool. Um, All the storylines coming together was really cool. Uh, And listen, Edge and Undertaker, oh, listen, they've had great matches over and over and over again. This is probably not the best match they ever had,
0: but this is a great WrestleMania event. So my favorite moment of this match, you got to admit this is funny, is Undertaker, I think, does a tombstone on Edge, there's no referee, and Charles Robinson (laughs) sprints out. (laughs) Now, the entranceway is so long because it's a stadium that Robinson is sprinting as fast as he can, and it's still taking forever. Did they cut away once or twice? I think they (laughs) know they cut away twice. They cut away twice. So Charles Robinson sprints in, and of course, Edge kicks out at two. You had to. I was stunned the way it ended. I mean, we knew Taker was going to win, but the way it ended is Edge is going for either a second or third straight spear. He spears Undertaker, and the Undertaker, while on the ground, turns it into that Hell's Gate in which he taps out to it. You're right, we're now living in an era in which the tap-out is happening a lot more at WrestleMania, but The Undertaker, as a submission artist, is still kind of weird to me. Was
1: this before or after Vicky Guerrero, like, banning the move? Uh, probably
0: before? No, I think she did it a month later, I thought. Okay, so, it's, so that happened That's after. how I think they eventually got the title off Undertaker, if memory serves correct. That but this is right. yeah. this is the main event. It's only the second time Undertaker is main event at a WrestleMania.
1: And this is the the first true... And WrestleMania 9 was outdoors, mm-hmm. um, but this is like the first of the, the football stadium. The well, sports field was, but that's indoors.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as after 22, at WrestleMania 23, Chicago, they said right? We're, that was a regular arena, all state Arena. Mm. They went all in on stadiums and domes. And that's what they've done ever since, but
1: every year. This is the first like true outdoor one, and it was it was cool. Since nine, you mean? Since nine. I yeah. Nine was, you know, ten, whatever it was. Yeah, it was But not- this is a football stadium.
0: No, it was cool. I mean, it definitely added to the atmosphere, that's for sure. WrestleMania 25, April fifth two 2009, from Reliance Stadium. They're back at Reliance Stadium. The Undertaker defeats Shawn Michaels in 30 minutes and 44 seconds. Now the longest match in Undertaker WrestleMania history. Should this have been the main event? Not, not
1: in retrospect, because in retrospect, it absolutely no. should have. At the time, should it have been? Um,
0: no, I, I think that Triple H, Randy Orton sucked. We all admit that. The build was great. It was great, but it wasn't the main event. Uh, pro- I thought, you know, looking at the way the triple threat match ended between Cena, Edge, and Big Show, mm-hmm. that should have been the main event. Remember how Cena ended that match? Mm-hmm. He did an attitude adjustment with Big Show and Edge on his shoulders. Sure. It was one of the greatest spots you'll ever see. Look, this was a great match, okay? Um, we're going to get to another Undertaker, Shawn Michaels match in about 30 seconds, or thirty two minutes, we'll see. It was a great match, but there wasn't anything on the line. You know what I mean? It was just Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, two legends. They hadn't fought in a while. They had a great confrontation at the Royal Rumble, Rumble a few that. years earlier, and they had some matches, you know, a decade earlier. But I just have a tough time making that the main event.
1: So WrestleMania 25 was a big deal. They made a big deal out of it. Yep. Uh, I think it was in Dallas, right? Reliance Stadium. Houston. Oh, it was Houston. My bad, yep. my bad. Um, so under, uh, Shawn Michaels come down, comes down from the heavens. Comes down in the white, wearing all white. Right. Undertaker comes from hell, wearing the all black. Um, it was a cool visual. And I just remember, you know, being 25, watching this match, 24 at the time, I guess. Uh, just being in my mid-20s, watching this match, and I'm like, this is freaking cool. Did you think cool. Sean
0: was going to beat him? Because now we're at the point, Streak is totally on board here. The guy is now 16-0 and at WrestleMania. He's going for 17-0. What are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking pro- – so it's weird to think about in retrospect because this is WrestleMania 20. Sean is only – only has one more year left in the company. and We I, don't know that at the time. Exactly. We don't know that at the time. And we'll talk about it in 30 seconds to two minutes when we talk about WrestleMania 26. <laughs> uh, when that happened, I didn't think he was retired. I thought he was going to take six months off and come back and do the whole thing. So in, in retrospect, y- you think that Shawn Michaels has another good five years in him and like why not? Um, we always talked about who do we want to take the streak? Yeah. Do we want it to be another main eventer or do we want it to be a kid? And I was always of the mindset of it needed to be a kid, but knowing what we know now, it had to be another main eventer. And they could have got they could have very easily done that here. But I wonder if Sean was like, you know what? Only got another year. So it uh,
0: better not be me. <laughs> I remember watching it thinking, no way. Undertaker streak is not ending. Now let's get to WrestleMania 26. They would fight a year later, March 28, 2010, University of Phoenix Stadium. This would be the main event. No title on the line, but there was something on the line. Streak versus career match, 23 minutes and 59 seconds. Undertaker moves to... Eighteen and zero,
1: and this is the one where uh, Simpsonka missed. He, he was dressed up as the uh, the referee, and he missed catching the Undertaker, and Undertaker basically looked like he landed on his head. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget that the the uh, the reverse lion salt outside the uh, the out of the ring. It's a good match. It's a great match. Um, if WrestleMania twenty five was you know nine point nine, this might be a nine point two. But
0: you know what? You're right. Okay, If you ignore everything and watch these two matches back-to-back, 25 is better than 26, but here's why 26 is better. Mm. The build to 26 was awesome. If you remember, Shawn Michaels starts to tell you around Royal Rumble, I want to win the Royal Rumble, Mm -hmm. not simply because I want a title shot at WrestleMania, but I need to face The Undertaker again. He doesn't win the Royal Rumble. I didn't know what to expect at Royal Royal Rumble that year, 2010. I didn't know what was going to happen, but he doesn't win the Royal Rumble. He's knocked out. He looks despondent. What am I gonna do? He has to cost the Undertaker his title at the February pay per view and give it to a sworn enemy. And give it to a sworn enemy, isn't it your boy, Chris Jericho? Absolutely. I loved it. It was the, the the passion. The I gotta face him. I gotta prove I can beat him. Then you throw in I want your career. You know, you throw all that in. The build was awesome. So even though the match pound for pound was better at 25, when you throw in the emotion, when you throw in the build, 26 was better.
1: That's interesting. Well, because Edge won the Rumble in 2010, going into WrestleMania 26, Mm -hmm. and he loses cleanly to Jericho in that match. It ended up working out well because Sean ends up costing Taker the belt, the whole thing. Should Sean have just won the Rumble that year? Would
0: it have just been a little bit of a cleaner and easier story? To um, you know, look, I'm biased towards win the Rumble main event WrestleMania. So I'm going to contradict myself and say no, because you needed the story to evolve. If he just wins the Rumble and says, I got Taker. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's call it a day. He needed to goat the Undertaker into that match. And it was emotional because I think most of us truly believed that Shawn Michaels had wrestled his last match. You know, going into streak versus career, I said, wow, okay, Undertaker's going to end his career. Like, I didn't think this meant he was going to beat Undertaker. I thought it meant Shawn has decided this moment of 2010, that's it for me, even though we all knew he had more matches left in him. And I choose to ignore that he actually did come back and fight in that tag team match. What What are you referring to? Yeah, exactly. He actually never came back. This was truly his last match. And
1: this was Shawn Michaels. I think he was, what, 44 45 at the time when he retired right, right it's crazy to think about when you have a lot of guys in their late 40s and early 50s still doing it he's now
0: 18 and oh the undertaker this streak is uh larger than life we go to wrestlemania 27 april 3rd 2011 from the georgia dome one of the worst wrestlemanias of all time it's a no holds barred match. Undertaker defeats Triple H in 29 minutes and 23 seconds.
1: Does it need to be 29 minutes and 23 seconds? I knew you were
0: going to say that because Triple H is involved. It's good. It's good.
1: Uh, I I said WrestleMania 25, uh, the match was better than WrestleMania 26. Here, I'll say that 20. Seven is a better match than 28, but 28 has the moments we will never forget. This is a great match. I I don't think that Taker and uh, Triple H needed to have this match two years in a row. Uh, but another good build. I don't think it's a great build, another good build. Um, and Taker's still having the streak of just having these otherworldly matches with his, with these opponents. Well,
0: let's kind of merge these together because... I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah, it means we spend less time on Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. They only needed one Undertaker-Triple H match, and... I thought what they did the following year, WrestleMania 28, Sun Life Stadium, he defeats uh, Triple H in 30 minutes and 50 seconds in a Hell in a Cell match with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. That was the match that did everything. A, I wasn't sure who was going to win. It was the first time in a while in which I thought they were going to take it off of him because A, it's Triple H, (laughs) and B, the Michaels involvement. And they they played with that a lot. Oh, my God. The pedigree, the super kick, the super kick into the pedigree. Unbelievable. We all thought that that was it. Unbelievable. We all thought that was it. So they, they were giving you all the elements of, yeah, The Undertaker's going to lose, but look at the reasons why. Sean was involved. Triple H was involved. Look, both matches were good. Both matches were fine. But they only needed to do it once. I remember going into the one at 28 saying, do we need this? We just had it at 27. But the one at 28 gave you more. It gave you the hell in the cell factor, and it gave you the HPK factor.
1: It also gave you the end of an era. That wasn't the end of it. Right,
0: well we've heard that before.
1: Which was this is 2012, 2012, 2012. Oh my god.
0: And by beating Triple H twice and now a total three times, they tried to ignore the fact All that the they had that classic at 17 which we talked about earlier. Why not mention they fought at 17? Why did they have to act like it never happened?
1: Why? I think they were leaning into Triple H trying to get revenge for, you know, uh, HBK getting retired. And that's one of my that's what I'm thinking.
0: Rather than playing on their own history. They don't have to play into it, just mention it. It was never mentioned like a brief, hey, by the way, they had a classic at 17. None of that, at least. Anyhow, Undertaker is now 20-0, and 0. <laughs> in case you're keeping track at home. WrestleMania 29, April 7, 2013, MetLife Stadium. The Undertaker defeats CM Punk in 22 minutes and 7 seconds.
1: So, kind of like when I think about you know, those who are listening or you know, uh, I'm a big Jericho Marx. When I think of WrestleMania uh, 18 or X8, uh, I just think of Jericho got no offense in, and, and it, it's, it's revisionist history. So look, going back to rewatch this match, I'm like, "Oh, Punk just got punked, and I, I never thought he was going to win this." Match. They, they Punk gets respected. Paul Heeman is incredible. Um, this is right after uh, Paul Bearer passes away. So uh, disrespecting the urn, they dump the ashes on Taker going into the build. Um, this is a very solid match. I think the last very solid match that Undertaker had at WrestleMania. Uh, this is it, P- punk kicks out of, you know, tombstones, which again, going back to the undertaker's response to like, Oh my God, I love undertaker's reaction when someone kicks out of the tombstone. I enjoyed this. I love me some punk. Uh, but you know, I, I, I I'll say it again.
0: This is undertaker's last good match at WrestleMania. Well, so I'm not going to revision his history this year. I thought punk should have beat him. This was the one time I sat there and said, this is the guy. This is the guy to beat him because Punk had just completed this incredible title run in which he proved he could be a top guy. And he was a top guy. The WWE made a decision to go rock Cena two. And not have Punk in the main event. They should have. Punk should have been in that main event. Looking back at it, it should have been a triple threat match. Absolutely. I think that would have been the best way to go because Punk was a big enough star. You're giving us Cena Rock again, but at least you're adding an element to it that's different.
1: Do you keep the belt on Punk going into that triple threat or do you continue to have Rock... Uh- I
0: wouldn't have had a problem looking, if it was triple threat, to have Rock take the title. Okay. I wouldn't have had a problem with it, but they never, never did it, and I think they felt bad for Punk so they said, okay, we'll give you the Undertaker match. But this was the perfect guy. He's st- still sort of young and upcoming in a weird way, even though he's not technically that 35, young, yeah. but he felt, he still feels like the future of the sure. business. Little did we know, you know, he'd be gone in less than a this year. This is his last WrestleMania match. Yeah. And no doubt about it. I'm sure that him being relegated to the undertaker match probably played a role in it. No, no, I don't he think he wanted no- a main event WrestleMania. He said that. I agree. But he feels th- like a failure because he didn't. I agree with that. He has said that. But I
1: think being relegated to, to, the, to the Triple H match in WrestleMania 30 is what pissed him off. No, more that's, fair. Than this. that's fair. That's fair. Because I- he, he wore the gray and the purple. He, he, you know, listen, if you're a kid like Punk, you know, like he's who's only a little bit older than we are. If you had a chance to wrestle uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania, you, you're going to get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. You can he tell he loved the spot.
0: OK, imagine they book Punk to win and he beats him and he ends the streak. What a moment. And everything happens the same way. And Punk leaves the WWE in January of the following year. It would have been a colossal disaster that the guy who broke the streak was CM Punk. Now, you could argue, well, it would have been a different result. I don't think it would have been. Like you said, if they're putting Punk against Triple H at WrestleMania 30, that Undertaker win wouldn't have been utilized the right way. So, at the time, I thought Punk should have won, but looking back at the way things happened, thank God he didn't beat The Undertaker.
1: This four-month period set in motion the next five years of the company, and we're still seeing the ramifications to this day. The fact that uh, Punk lost the belt to The Rock, a part-timer, at uh, Rumble 13... Uh, led into to what WrestleMania 28 was at that point, leading into that summer of punk where punks, you know, turning face again, going into the, the next. It, it, they, did, You're right. they didn't show the punk, they didn't show punk the respect he deserved. Uh, but now you look at it, WWE is the, the, the land of the independent darlings. They're not all being used correctly, right. but they own every, well, not every, they own 80% of all your favorite independent stars. The other 20% are, you know, main event in AEW. But mm. it, this is one of those spots <laughs> where it's like, you know, if Punk doesn't drop the belt at Rumble 13, and he's in the main event at Rip Mania 28, or 29, excuse 29, me, yeah. um, does Brian get his big run going in WrestleMania 30? And if, if Brian doesn't get that run, it doesn't get hurt, it's just a lot of things kind of jumble together. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the, the the string theory of like a lot of things happening all at once. If, he re- if they replayed those four months of WWE history a, a hundred times,
0: you're going to get a hundred different results and a lot of weird and random things no, going That's It's a very fair point. So The Undertaker, folks, right now is 21-0. And, and that brings us to WrestleMania 30, April 6, 2014, from the Superdome. I'll say this for the first time. The Undertaker loses to Brock Lesnar in 25 minutes and 12 seconds.
1: I'm going to get to the booking decision in a second, but the match sucked. And
0: it's not. Blunt and and true. Undertaker
1: was knocked out mad early. Um, He tries to do the, the, the last ride later in the match, and he couldn't even get him up, and they can't do anything with it. Rewatching this match, I think it's the right decision. But looking back at it, Brock Lesnar is so freaking good. He's so freaking good. Even now, and he's a part-timer, it's WWE manipulating us and hating him because he's a part-time guy. Is he a part-time guy? The whole thing is showing up. He is an unbelievable professional wrestler. I, w- I wish he got a little bit more air on that overhead belly-to-belly suplex, um, but the reaction of the crowd and no music and Paul Heyman being, all- Paul Heyman and being unbelievably awesome. It was cool to watch the post-match stuff I'm trying to re to see where Taker got, got knocked out, but Taker couldn't do a damn thing, and it was really, really tough to watch.
0: It was uh, a very, very bad match. It was a match in which, I'll be honest with you, Going into this match, I was more confident than ever The Undertaker was going to win. Same here. Absolutely. And I thought, boy, they're really doing this to Brock Lesnar. And at the time, I thought, boy, they really booked Brock badly over the last three years. You know, he beats Triple H. He loses to Triple H. He's feuding with The Big Show. John Cena. I forgot about The Big Show. It felt like a waste of time for Brock. But everything changed on April 6, 2014. It's been six years, which is crazy to think about, that this is what turned Brock from, you know, cool part-timer to machine, if you think about it. Because what they ended up doing with Brock Lesnar after this victory was brilliant. I mean, he destroys John Cena at SummerSlam, a match that is still near and dear to my heart. (laughs) And while Brock has pissed me off over the years as a part-time champion, and I think they've pushed it way too much, this led him to being the unbeatable machine. And so I give the WWE credit. Rarely are we shocked. I was shocked. Every facial expression they showed in the crowd, that's how I felt watching. And I'll admit, while I was watching it, I was falling asleep because the match was terrible. And it sort of came out of nowhere. The end came out of nowhere. We're used to, oh, my God, he breaks out of this. Oh, my God, he breaks out of this at two and a half. When he F-fived him, I think it was the second or third time he F-fived him. Third time? Yeah, I think third time, I still thought Taker was kicking out.
1: So I'm trying to remember. I wish I would have explicitly wrote this out. Undertaker is in the corner. Uh, Lesnar is... Punching Taker in the corner. Right. Taker tries to do the last ride, which I think he was supposed to do the last ride because Lesnar sells it as such. Uh, I think that goes into Lesnar countering into the third F5. Let's end the match. I think that's
0: exactly what I I think it was a... uh, But you know what? The The whole thing worked. The fact that the ending was so out of nowhere was perfect. The fact, like you said, the music didn't play was perfect. The fact that... Paul Heyman is freaking out and Brock Lesnar's giddy it was perfect. The fact that Michael Cole, I give him credit. I thought Cole actually played it well. Like he very politely says, and the Undertaker streak is over. But then there's silence and you hear the eeriness of the crowd. It worked. It was a terrible match, but everything about it worked. Here's the part that didn't work the one thing I guess that didn't work. I thought The Undertaker was done at this point. He has to retire. I, I just think that. And I I believe I've been proven right, at least in my opinion. Everything after this for The Undertaker has been awkward, weird, and a waste. His career should have ended the next night on Raw. That's it. Now, he's had four other WrestleMania matches since... He's had a fifth that's about to happen, at least at WrestleMania 36. He's had SummerSlam matches, a trilogy with Broccoli. He's had a lot since then. And I got to tell you, Dennis, tell me if I'm wrong. It should have ended on that faithful night six years ago.
1: WrestleMania 31,
0: it was not embarrassing. But well, we'll get to that. I don't think it was embarrassing. But the wholeness of it. Should it not have ended after he lost to Lesnar, dropped 21-1? and one? He's now lost at WrestleMania. The appeal to me of The Undertaker is now gone. I, I don't agree with that. I
1: think The Undertaker still had a lot to bring. Uh, he won his next couple of WrestleMania matches. I think the biggest one we'll get to in just a little bit, when the, when the opportunity to take uh, the exit
0: and leave the, uh, the turnpike. But, but, but before we get to that, mm-hmm. you don't think he should have retired after 30? No. Okay. Do you think Brock Lesnar, looking back at it, because we know everything now, was Brock Lesnar the right guy to end the streak?
1: Yes. Now, here's the thing. I'm I'm of two minds on this. I think in retrospect it was the right move. If you told me this is Undertaker's last match, I don't I don't agree with Lesnar being the guy for a couple of reasons, but. With Undertaker still having more juice, and I think at this point he still had more juice. Like I said, this is a very, very bad match because he got knocked out early and he never got his bearings back. But he showed, you know, the next year or two, he still had a little something left. If you told me that the Undertaker was ready to leave and he wanted to put over the UFC guy because he likes that MMA kind of stuff, okay, then leave and never come back. But I still think he had some juice. Uh, I don't think he had to leave at this point. I right. think he could have. Uh, uh, maybe you can argue should have. I don't think he had to at this point.
0: All right, and I disagree with you respectfully. Let's go to WrestleMania 31, March 28th, 2015 at Levi's Stadium. We haven't seen The Undertaker since his loss to Brock Lesnar. And he's back to face Bray Wyatt, 15 minutes and 12 seconds. Undertaker gets a victory.
1: I think the biggest argument in your favor about Undertaker not coming back to having that should have been the end. This was fine. in in John Cena's words, fine speech. It's fine. It's entertaining. Uh, You know, you wanted Bray Wyatt to get a little more offense in, but it served no purpose historical purpose you necessarily bury why but I guess at the time it kind of felt like why it was being oh, buried it's
0: Bray Wyatt losing again at WrestleMania he lost a year earlier to John Cena
1: but he's also in a match against John Cena at WrestleMania 30, and Undertaker WrestleMania 31, and he's losing both of them. Yeah, but sometimes, sometimes wins matter, though. Sometimes being in the matches matter. You're right. Randy Orton's case years earlier, but now he's lost twice. But again, this match didn't serve any greater narrative purpose. That's the
0: problem. So if the th- first time that is, we see Undertaker after he loses his WrestleMania streak is to begin a program with Bray Wyatt. If you if this
1: match and maybe it was, I, mean, I maybe don't remember the build quite as well as you might have but if this was match a match that was like magic versus magic, in some ways it was, but not really, but if this was the the old guard magical wrestler versus the new guard magical wrestler, and that old magic is still has got a little bit left in the tank, I think I would have been into it a little bit more, but it didn't really play out that way. It played out as the the Cape Fear guy being a little bit spooky, um, but not being spooky enough. The Undertaker still had, had juice at this point, and I think the biggest thing like, arguing it against it is that before and after, and leading into the next WrestleMania, like I, I don't understand this match's place in the story of the history of the Undertaker.
0: It makes no that exactly. I think that's well said, and that's my problem with it. We go to WrestleMania Thirty Two, April third, two thousand sixteen, at the Jerry Dome. The Undertaker defeats Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell match. It's back for the third time in the Undertaker's WrestleMania history. This one was thirty minutes and five seconds. Your thoughts. If McMahon won, he would have gained control of
1: Raw, which he kind of did anyway. Uh, and then <laughs> well, the, he got SmackDown. down. I mean, it turned out to be that. And if The Undertaker uh, lost, he would have no longer been able to compete at WrestleMania. I, the only things I remember from this match is uh, sh- uh, Shane jumping from the ring, which was a big jump. Sure. I understand it's the, the crash pad. And uh, his kids uh, coming down to the ring with him. I don't remember anything else in that. There's some ring steps happening,
0: and uh, I like Shane wears yeah. Air Jordans, but like this is a very
1: uh, unmemorable. You know what it is. Match.
0: You know what it is. They had so many injuries at this WrestleMania. It was not a very good card. They're trying to pack Jerry Dome, and they tried to give something unique and different. Hell on a cell. There's something on the line. It, look, we knew Shane was going to do his crazy jumps. I give him a lot of credit for that. But this match made no sense. Why is the Undertaker fighting Shane McMahon? Which is which? Is issue with Shane McMahon? He's trying to help Vince. Well, I, well, help Stephanie. Like, what the hell's the point? I remember there were wild rumors going into it that Bill Goldberg was going to help Shane win, and they were going to start like a new WCW with his control of Raw. So that that would have been many years too late, and I guess it would have given us an Undertaker Goldberg match a few years before we actually. Yeah, they're kind got of doing it. all of that now, anyway. But uh. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and this is another one that just doesn't fit. I mean, you. you I think you hit it well with the Bray Wyatt match. What's the point of this? We are now at this moment where, what are we doing with The Undertaker? He's a sideshow now at WrestleMania. And
1: neither of these matches are objectively bad. They're not great, but they're not objectively bad. It's not like The Undertaker is, you know, really completely washed at this point. But coming into this next one, God, it, 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 it's it's tough. It,
0: it, uh, you it want to get to the next one? <sighs> right, let, yeah. let's, let's do it. WrestleMania 33. This is the main event. Haven't had a lot of these. Undertaker is not main event at many WrestleManias. This one's at Camping World Stadium. I was stunned it was the main event. The Undertaker loses for the second time at Mania to Roman Reigns in 23 minutes. This is a no-holds-barred match, and we all remember the ending of The Undertaker uh, stripping in the middle of the ring. This
1: is sad. It's sad. Uh, I think with I think with Brock Lesnar and some of these other matches, that they, they showed empathy when they're beating the Undertaker, they're they're showing that kind of thing. Roman Reigns didn't have that capacity at this point at, at this point in this during this match, and maybe three years later, maybe still doesn't have this acting capacity. But Roman Roman Reigns looked like a robot, and when he's doing the uh, HBK to Ric Flair, uh, I'm sorry, I love you. Uh, it doesn't really play the same way. <laughs> he plays off like a little bit of a robot. So like when he's telling him to stay down and he's telling him to stop fighting and going into that that. Uh, the rope assisted, uh, double, triple rope assists the spear to end the match. Uh, Undertaker looks like he was trying to take it earlier than he ended up. Even that didn't look like it, it, it was as clean as it should have been. Um, tough to watch. Sad to watch. Um, and also part of the, the Roman Reigns super push that I don't know if he was the guy to have done it. I don't know if it, it could have been Do anybody what? else. Do to, what? To, to have that main event spot. Yeah, but wait a second. Why was this the main event? I, I could, Roman Rangers, their, their bell count.
0: No, no, oh. no. This was the main event because everything they did told us the Undertaker was retiring. That was the emotion everybody had at the end of that match was, oh my oh, God. I see what you're saying. Right. Yeah. This is it. Why else is this the main event? And the fact that this guy came back months later made this a sham of a main event. It shouldn't have been the main Look, if you want to have Roman Reigns Undertaker and you want to have Roman Reigns win and him say, this is my yard now, you can do all that stuff. But when you make it the main event and you have Undertaker take the hat off and take everything off and fold it up, you're telling the world he's retiring, but he wasn't retiring. I think, I think they thought he was. I think he thought he was. Okay, that's what they thought. And that's why they ruined it. Yeah. The yeah. main event, you may disagree with me, the main event should have been Lesnar Goldberg. I'm sorry. It was an action pack, four minutes and forty five seconds. We had a brand new Universal Champion. They're two mega stars. Brock's getting revenge. Brock's putting a stamp on hey, I'm back and I'm the champ again. Not this Roman Reigns Undertaker thing. What was
1: the WWE title match Randy
0: Orton against Bray Wyatt. Oh that couldn't have God, been the, that no. couldn't have been the main event.
1: I mean, it could have been, you know, Owens and Jericho, but
0: listen. who's Well, look, that's a great point. (laughs) If they had made it the Universal Championship, which is a great argument, that should have been the main event because it gave you the proper build. They gave us Roman Reigns Undertaker under the guy's Undertaker was was retiring. Right. That was actually a better
1: WrestleMania than I remember because Sheen, AJ, opened the the show, and that was a pretty good. No,
0: it was a good It was a good mania. The main event was not the right main event, and the match sucked. Yeah. Yes. Can't argue with any of that. (laughs) Let's get to the last one before we get to WrestleMania 36, which hasn't happened yet. WrestleMania 34, April 8th, 2018 from the Superdome. Should we even call this a match? The Undertaker defeats John Cena in two minutes and 45 seconds. Never announced... Cena was screaming for weeks, I want Undertaker at WrestleMania. Undertaker never showed up. John Cena's in the stands drinking beer, and then he gets to call that the Undertaker he, wants he runs to runs up it. the
1: ramp, the whole thing. <laughs> what the hell was this? At least Undertaker took off his hat and jacket at this point. <laughs> um, I, again, I, we watching this. Cena's so great. Cena is incredible. Lesnar's incredible. These guys that like we crap on this all the time. This was funny, I admit. It was fun, <laughs> but like again, this was 2 minutes and 45 se- like It was a squash match. I don't know why it needed to happen. Um but for what it was, um I I, I just I really have no feeling on Undertaker for this match. I just love Cena, listen, being able to to take a squash and to be to be uh, looking silly. Why why the hell not? Wasn't why?
0: it good? I thought it was going to lead to like a real match. You know, Undertaker squashes a drunk John Cena because he was a fan at WrestleMania, <laughs> and then we get the big return either a year later or the big return at a SummerSlam. Instead, we've had nothing. What was the point of it? Uh, that's a, that's An a fa- unannounced Undertaker-Cena match? That's a fantastic question, my friend. <laughs> well, we're done. We got through all of these. Um, I'm going to ask you, I'll give you mine. The best Undertaker-WrestleMania match and the worst Undertaker match Let's start with the bad because we want to end on a good note. Let's start with the bad. In your opinion, and you could use whatever reasoning you want beauty is in the eye or ugliness is in the eye of the beholder. The worst Undertaker match was what?
1: Uh, I think you can easily say the, uh, the handicap match at WrestleMania what was it WrestleMania 19? Uh, I don't know what, what purpose that served, but I think my, my least favorite one is WrestleMania 30 because he wasn't there. He wasn't there. He was knocked out early in the match. That was and your least favorite. That was my least favorite one, absolutely, because I think it could have served a bigger narrative arc than it ended up serving, and if you're going to end something as purposeful and meaningful as The Undertaker's streak, I wish he would have been healthy enough to get the conclusion that he wanted, and honestly, we would have wanted as well.
0: The worst one to me, because I'm all about endings. Endings matter. Uh, the match matters, too, but the ending will leave either a really good taste in my mouth and overcome a bad match or a really bad taste in my mouth and hurt a really good match. Has to be WrestleMania 9. I mean, you gave us a DQ finish in which this eight-foot Gigante, <laughs> El Gigante, is trying to murder The Undertaker with chloroform. It just doesn't get worse than that. I'm sorry. So to me, the worst one was WrestleMania 9. Yeah, I I can't argue with that. (laughs) Oh, by the way. By the way, we, we have some Twitter comments and questions, and I just want to throw one at you because it's a good one before we get to our favorite match. This is from Mike McCarrick on Twitter. My question is, if Brock Lesnar isn't the guy to end the streak, who should have ended the streak? We now have the history of The Undertaker's WrestleManias we both like that Brock ended the streak, but if it wasn't going to be Brock, do you see anyone on this list that would have made more sense? I think Orton. I think
1: Punk. I think you make a really good case with Punk. I always... I, I, my fantasy booking was always like I wanted it to be kind of out of nowhere. It, with with the Rumble and the Streak. it's always main eventers for the most part. Um, what do you mean out of nowhere, though? A jobber? Not, Maven? You not, wanted Maven to turn his... Rumble elimination into an Undertaker victory? Not, no. And not like my first instinct was Ginger Ball, but I wouldn't want it to be Ginger. But like someone in that rumble, like maybe, like someone like Cesaro with a good story, or right. someone like, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, just someone who, who can
0: go that didn't get the love that they deserve. Here's the, the risk in this whole thing. And this is why I think they got lucky with Brock. If it was Punk, who I think we both suggest, I definitely suggest it should have been the guy. Look what ended up happening. It's a disaster. It's like the decision to have Chris Benoit main event WrestleMania 20. It was great at the time, but now they can't even mention it. Now, you can't predict that at the time, but that's my point. You can't predict that CM Punk, less than a year later, isn't with the company, and you're never going to want to give him that credit for beating the undertaker. They turned Lesnar's victory into a storyline that is still going on 6 years later. They got lucky with that though. They You're right. A lot of it's luck. To me it would have been Punk, but if it turned out to be Punk and things occurred the same way, it would have been a disaster. But if
1: you think if you think Punk got it, do you think things would have went the way that I, they did? I don't
0: know. Like you said, if they're still booking CM Punk Triple H at 30, we have ourselves a problem. Right exactly. Uh, your favorite Undertaker WrestleMania match was what?
1: Uh, I, listen, 25 is incredible, but I love, I love that Batista match. It was really wow, good. Wow, your favorite one? Yeah, I really... I, listen, I'm, I'm a Batista mark as well. Um, I forgot how good he was. And I like Undertaker against the bigger guys. Um, against bigger guys who can go. Like Sid, like Nash.
0: Um, yeah, it's my favorite one. It really is. That's a good, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. I'm going to go with, again, the four plays a big deal here. All right? You got to give me the build, and that's why I'm going to say 26. Most people think 25 was better. I understand it. I respect it. I just loved how we got the 26. I love the storyline. I love Shawn Michaels' obsession in getting that match with Undertaker. I love the fact that a lot was on the line streak versus career, and it was a damn good match.
1: And the end was great, where up until the end, you know, uh, HBK is going up into uh, Undertaker's face, and that super tombstone to end the career.
0: It's a good visual. Tremendous. That was our Undertaker retrospective. We've got another WrestleMania retrospective coming up shortly. Sean Michaels. That's right. We will have to cover the undertaker Shawn Michaels matches again. I guess we'll do it briefly. But Sean Michaels has had one hell of a WrestleMania career. He's nicknamed Res- Mr. WrestleMania, even though you will find out, if you don't already know, that he actually loses a hell of a lot more than he actually wins. But thank you, Dennis, for doing this. Of course, you could follow him at The Hab Show and download his podcast. Dennis has a podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.